Oh, you're Daniel Lucas, and welcome to Book 101. Book 101 is all about the books that I read for the last 40 years, and today I have my special guest. He is the author of the book The Death and Resurrection of a Baseball, no other than Mr. Douglas Peterson. Thanks for having me on your show. Welcome to Book 101, and can you please introduce yourself? Sure. So, uh, as, as your listeners just heard, my name is Douglas Peterson. Uh, I live uh, northwest of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, <clears throat> I have a debut novel out called The Death and Resurrection of Baseball. It's been out for, uh, since uh, May of 2022. Uh, And uh, it's doing well. And uh, I uh, full time, I work for a large aerospace company. You can probably guess which one. Uh, I've been in the IT field for 30 plus years. Uh, that's, that's what pays the bills. And uh, I'm married with uh, six kids and seven grandkids and a cat. What age did you realize that you're good in writing? Well, actually, pretty early on, probably in high school, uh, papers that I wrote for school, I got comments on from family that uh, I had a gift for writing. Uh, so <clears throat> throughout my IT career and, and elsewhere, uh, I've written newsletters and and uh, website copy and technical documentation, and uh, just have always enjoyed writing. Who are your favorite authors that influence you the most? Nothing that really, you know, at the top, top of my mind is a favorite, but I do like stuff by Tom Clancy. Uh, I liked uh, William Fortune's uh, novel, uh, One Second After, and also uh, David Aikman's novel, uh, When the Almond Tree Blossoms, both of which... Uh, Uh, contributed to the storyline of my book. So what are your short-term and long-term goals in writing? Well, short-term would be to continue to promote uh, the debut novel, and long-term would be to finish my second novel and uh, get that out there into the world. That'd be awesome. So before we go on, I want to shout out to the people listening according to my ranking tops in the last 30 days. Because in Zambia, I got number seven on the Apple chart. Pakistan at number 20. Spain at number 21. Qatar at number 29. Slovenia at number 45. Nigeria at number 56. Chile at number 68. Oman at 120. Egypt at 136. Zimbabwe at 139. Singapore at 154. Norway at 168. South Africa at 192. Cambodia 212, Belgium and 234, and a lot more. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast because this podcast is created to empower writers all over the world like Mr. Douglas Peterson.
Mr. Douglas, the death and resurrection of a baseball. How did you craft it? Ed? Several years ago, I read a story about games that kids used to play before the first American Civil War and that went extinct and no one plays them anymore. They don't know the names of them or anything. Um, and that, that kind of stuck with me. I'm, I'm a Civil War buff myself and have an interest in that. Um, also, I read two other books that were very uh, pivotal in helping me formulate a story for my debut novel, uh, as, as I mentioned just briefly. A few moments ago, uh, David Aikman's When the Almond Tree Blossoms, which is a fictional account of a second civil war in America. And then uh, William Fortune's novel, which is a, uh, a fictional story about an EMP attack against the uh, United States. So um, all that in, in mind, I started tossing around the idea of, of writing my first novel. And I, I do have a very strong passion for the sport of baseball. I've uh, been, been playing it for the better part of my life. I still play it, actually, but it's softball. But it's uh, I still think of it as baseball. But, but in any event... Um, I wondered about, you know, what would happen if a major sport like baseball were to die? You know, how would it die? And then how could it be brought back uh, years later? So that uh, that formed the uh, the uh, the nexus of the idea of, about the novel. And, uh, and so I came up with this storyline that involves uh, baseball having died as a major sport. And then 100 years later, the, the, the story in the book actually starts 100 years later after the end of a second American Civil War. And uh, the story picks up with a 12-year-old with a boy. The main character's name is Joe Scott. And he becomes the conduit for really uh, rediscovering the sport of baseball and reintroducing it uh this lost part of american culture uh to uh to his current era in the in the future can you describe the research process behind your debut book yeah so a lot of uh you know obviously researching the game itself and some of the history um researching also um uh you know the the scenarios of a second civil war god forbid uh, in the united states and also the effects of an emp attack uh in the country so um but primarily uh you know researching baseball so but this the story uh is is a good clean read and it is primarily about baseball i don't want to mis mislead uh your listeners but there is a strong undercurrent in the story about what has happened a hundred years in the past as far as the characters in the book go and how this civil war helped destroy large parts of american culture and obviously you know a great many number of lives unfortunately but that's all in the past and uh, the story picks up America's at peace again. And it's lost part of its culture. It just doesn't know it uh, because it's 100 years in the future. And a lot of 
a lot of the things that were lost culturally were destroyed by the war. Yes. So what challenges did you face while writing your book? You know, it's just, uh, you know, the finding time to write. And that was, that's always a challenge, especially when you're working full time and you have a family and other obligations. Uh, the other challenge was uh, a couple of times is hitting, uh, you know, hitting a flock and trying to figure out how to continue on the story. I had a clear, a clear idea of the ending of the story. Uh, there are some, some parts, uh, uh, you know, in the, in between the beginning and the end that, that, uh, I paused and maybe, you know, redirected a few things and changed a few things around. So, but, uh, uh, yeah. How do you deal with the writer's block? Well, um, for me, I just give it a little time and, and try not to beat myself up over it. Um, I hit one really big one though. And um, I, I knew I had this story in me. I passed this block and, and get, get it going again. So I told my wife that uh, on uh, Labor Day weekend of 2021, I was going to um, drive out to Iowa, to Dyersville, Iowa, to the motion picture the field of dreams and go spend the day out there and, and try to get re-inspired uh, uh, about continuing the, uh, on with the, the story down onto the pages. So it was a very profitable trip because I I went to the movie site for the field of dreams. Of course, you know, the famous movie with Kevin Kastner and James Earl Jones. And uh, I, I played ball on the field for, I don't know, a good three or four hours. I spent about half to all these tourists that were coming to the movie site. It was kind of fun. And then when I was done, all of a sudden, everything just became clear. And uh, I sat down literally in the bleachers at the Field of Dreams. And I had brought my laptop with, and I started uh, writing again. The block was gone, and, and uh, all of uh, Chapter 6 and parts of uh, Chapter 7 were written in Dyersville, Iowa. Interesting, Mr. Peterson. So how do you feel your personal experiences have shaped your writing? Uh, well, just uh, just having been exposed to a lot of writing throughout my throughout my life, I think uh, helped me uh, have the confidence in myself to to be able to sit down and, and tackle a, a like a, a, a novel. And I had help with some family and friends that helped uh, provide early feedback to the draft. So, yeah, it was a, it was a fun process uh, first time around. So, how's your daily writing routine like? Well, I don't write every day because I'm still working full time, uh, five days a week. So, when I do find time to write, uh, you know, the the, the nature and scope. Well, the second novel is very different than the first. The second one tackles the issue of, uh, again, God forbid, a second American Civil War. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of research on uh, <clears throat> places, uh, some of which have a tie with the first Civil War, 
but also a lot of research on on uh, government and military and uh, ranks in the military and so on and so forth. So I uh, I, I pour all that into into my efforts. And uh, I'm moving along, so I'm up to chapter 17 in the second novel. Wow. You are most welcome to come back to promote your second book. Uh, so what's one theme or message you hope readers will take away from your The Death and Resurrection of Baseball? Well, the, the, the one thing that keeps coming through through the reviews is that the book is a message of hope. And uh, baseball, for for most of its existence, has been a metaphor for America itself. And so this comes out in the story very powerfully. Um, it also brings back a lot of memories for the readers as far as our own childhood goes, and particularly those that, that uh, played the sport of baseball in their youth. And uh, But the overall message is, uh, again, uh, one of hope. It's a feel-good story. And, of course, I would uh, be most honored if, if your listeners were to decide to go out there and pick up a copy. So how have your previous work influenced this current book? Well, I headed up a, a church softball league for many, many years, and a part of the league was, was writing a league newsletter uh, once a month. So I did a lot of writing in that capacity. It was obviously all focused on, you know, softball, which is, you know, very similar to baseball. So that helped uh, being involved in the sport again as, a, as an adult to, uh, you know, become reacquainted with, with the sport and, and also uh, especially writing about the sport as well. Very well said. Mr. Peterson, so how do you handle criticism, constructive and negative? Well, I try to handle it well. Uh, you know, I did have a, a set of beta readers that read the draft copy and provided feedback. You know, it made changes accordingly if 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 if, if I you know believe that uh, uh, the the criticism uh, warranted change. Um, you know, for the most part, uh, the, you know, the review the reviews out on Amazon have been very favorable. Uh, a couple of, you know, just one or just, a, you know, one or two, you know, uh, one or one star reviews, but uh, most of them are four or five star reviews. In fact, the current ranking of the book is uh, 4.6 stars. And then uh, about three weeks ago, I got notified uh, by Reader's Favorite, which is an international book award contest that uh, my book had been selected as a finalist in the sports fiction category. So I didn't win first, second or third, but Hey, you know, being having your first time booked, uh, selected a, as a finalist in an international book contest, I thought was pretty good. Congratulations, Mr. Peterson. And what is your inspiring message for those aspiring writers out there? Yeah. So it can seem like a daunting task to sit down for the very first time and try to write a novel. My, my advice is just sit down and start. I mean, you know, you can learn as you go along. There's there's groups available out on Facebook that can help you. 
Uh, you can certainly loop in family and friends and give you feedback as your manuscript comes along. But the, the biggest hurdle really uh, is yourself and you have to get over the, the, you know, get over that hurdle of just getting to a point where you sit down and type in the first word of your novel and then just let the rest flow. Yes, people go for it if you have the passion of writing or, or you love writing go for it probably you are the best in the making like mr douglas peterson how do you approach character development in your stories well my my debut novel has a couple characters that are that are conglomerations of people that i know and I know them well enough to know, uh, you know, what they like, what they don't like, how they respond to certain things. And so that helped model, uh, especially two of the main characters in the book, uh, Joe Scott and his grandfather. And as far as moving them along, I, I, I was very careful to pay attention to continuity pay attention to you know, personality style and also obviously age. And just to keep that in mind as, as I progressed into the story. Are there any upcoming project that you want to uh, share to us? Yeah, so as I mentioned, I am writing a, a second novel. This one's kind of a loosely tied prequel to the baseball book. And the second novel is uh, entitled The Sum of All Our Anger, The American Second Civil War. How has the publishing process been for you? Well, uh, I went through a very long search for uh, an author representative in order to get published. Um, what, Unfortunately, what I ran into was that since I finished my book in the fall of the pandemic year number two in 2021 uh i collided with who knows how many tens of thousands of other people that had taken that time of isolation to sit down and write a book or or, or to finish one they'd already started it in my case i had started in 2016 and uh finally finished it uh, like i say in 2021 so i you know i i made about i don't know it was about a at least a six-month effort to try and find an, an author, agent, representative, as they call them. I got some encouragement along the way, but unfortunately, I uh, was not able to land one. So I did go the self-publishing route, uh, but I did go wide. Uh, I'm widely self-published, so you can <clears throat> you can find my book obviously on Amazon, but also on Apple and and Google and, and uh, Walmart, and Barnes and Noble online, etc. What is the most rewarding aspect of being an author? You know, just um, hearing people's reviews and comments about how much they liked the story and that it was a, a story of hope for them in a very troubled and divided, not only country, but a very divided world right now. So that, that it's, it's cool, dude to read those comments and, and to hear them. And I've been on quite a few podcasts as well. And, and uh, so it's been nice to, to get all that kind of feedback.
Definitely. But before we go on, I'm inviting you to listen to my other podcast, Food 101, our third season with Chef Alessandro, one of the best executive chefs in one of the five-star restaurants in downtown Toronto. And plus one more, our books are out. Not only one, but 11 volumes, people. Food 101, Volume 1 Basics, up to 11 is only the books that you need. How to create a delicious food available on Amazon and leading online bookstores worldwide. How do you feel about the current state of the publishing industry nowadays? Well, I think it's undergone a revolution, really. Uh, before the self publishing option became an avenue for many, many good stories. Uh, tens of thousands of them, actually. Uh, you know, it was very difficult, obviously, to uh, get get a uh, uh, you know a publishing house to to take on uh, a debut work for for a debut author. So I think uh, it's it's only a good thing that um, this has happened. I think mean, it's allowed a lot more creativity. And I see a lot more. Uh, you know, new authors to be found because it's, you know, it is, uh, it is a known fact that some self-published authors are discovered by major publishing houses and, and they go on to bigger, better things. So it's all a positive thing in, in my opinion. If you go back and give advice to yourself when you were first starting out as a writer, what would it be? Don't wait so long to write a book. So I'm, <laughs> I started writing in 2016. I'm, I'm 64 right now uh, in this year, and uh, so I, you know, started writing 58 or so when I first uh, took on the project. So, Dan, Mr. Peterson, so the death and resurrection of a baseball. What do you think the best highlight? Uh, the the best highlight of the book. There's two of them really. There's a there's a a chapter takes place in Iowa, uh, and of course, uh, the last uh, the last chapter chapter is, uh, I think, many many readers the last chapter. So. so, if you want to go back and revise the book itself, what part of the book you want to revise? I can honestly say none of it. I'm happy with what came out. Which chapter did you enjoy the most? Well, the uh, the end chapter and also the chapter in Iowa that takes place. And which chapter did you have struggles with? Uh, I would say there's one particular chapter. I call it the sci-fi chapter. Uh, readers will readers will understand when they when they come across it, but uh, it took me a little while to get that down. And lastly, where can our listeners find more about you and your work? Yeah, so they can go online to authorwilliamrdouglas.com. Again, that's authorwilliamrdouglas.com. And there's all kinds of good stuff out there. There's my all my podcast appearances. Uh, the book trailer, which got over 5,000 views, is out on the front page of that website. And also uh, all the links to some of the major uh, outlets to 
pick up a copy of the book. So obviously Amazon, Google, Apple, Barnes and Noble. Um, the book's available in audible format, uh, Kindle, paperback, and hardcover. Yes, people, let's support Mr. Douglas Peterson because if you support him, more and more books to come. Yes, and thank you, Fidgepot, for being the number two best book podcast on the planet. And of course, number one food art podcast in the category that need to be followed this 2023. Douglas Peterson, thank you for your time. Thanks, Daniel. Have a good evening. Bodycon people, see you soon.